What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I'm here, Ben. I made it. I, you know, I cleared my schedule. I made some time for the pop this week. I decided, yeah, I'll join. I'll be on the show. You'll, you'll do it. You'll do I'll it. I'll do it. On. Yeah, you'll, you know, you'll... I'm pretty busy, but I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make some room. Gracing me with your presence well I'm, I'm just i'm just i'm just so very glad because i i see here that you're working on a couple of br- like great new projects you yeah. know a couple, couple of movies on the horizon yeah uh but also i've got a note here that says that you guys went to a a local eatery over the weekend That's and true. as a family it sounds like you've enjoyed um Maybe maybe a, a Sunday of sorts. That is true. That is true. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you the breakdown on my epic restaurant visitation this weekend. I'm pretty stoked to hear the whole thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we were um, looking for a place to go um, after church, and Luke really wanted to go somewhere we could go inside and sit down. Like, we've gone to a few restaurants, uh, like, you know, as, as, like, as like the family of five, you know, experimenting, like, we gotta get, we gotta get used to it, you know? We just I, gotta take the plunge. I don't think that people <laughs> properly understand the true challenge it is, that is yeah. taking the whole family. Like, like, it's just me, Allison, Addie, and even that is, like, it, like it's, yeah. you know, it's like, you have to, like, kind of prepare for it mentally it's there's like, no doubt okay we got this we got this we got this we got, yeah i remember like when it was just it was uh it was just me and luke for whatever reason one one weekend and i think we met you and dad and tyler at famous toastery and it was like a solid four on one and it was still just like oh man okay like this is this is gonna be a lot of work Right, you know, right, right. Like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Be prepared. Um, but you know, obviously, it was it was totally fine. But so yeah, um, we the like the the boys are old enough; they can like you know uh, they can 
eat the food at the restaurant. They don't have to have just like baby food. You know, they can interrupt the kids menu. It's fun. It's good practice getting out of the house and stuff and just, you know, being just being in public together and not causing a scene. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I that's, love it. That's really the goal when you head out. Like, let's just can we do, we'll go because, you know, if, if you can go out and not cause a scene, then it is fun to go out and eat. You know, it's great. Right. Um, so, yeah, normally a lot of times like post church would do like a drive through kind of situation or we'll like go pick up some Chipotle or something like that. But Luke wanted to go inside. He wanted to like sit down and I think and like, I feel like Beth kind of wanted to, too. So she suggested this local restaurant called um, McAdoo's, which I'm positive you're hyper familiar with. Oh, yeah, me, me or, yeah. or listener at home, because possibly both. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's if like you're well, yeah, it's a small regional <coughs> chain. I there's think no there's doubt. Like, there's like 16 of them that yeah. exist. Um, but but yes, no. So I, I have probably eaten at McAdoo's in my life. I would be willing to bet 200 times. Easily. easily. Yeah, there's like, no doubt. It's it, like anywhere I've ever been. They're in every single college town They're They've been near every house I've ever lived near. Um, they are just like the the classic American dining experience with the menu that's far too long and oh, almost yeah. always entirely staffed by like a rotating group of like college students who happen to be in the area. Yeah. So like you almost never go to McAdoo's and have the same server twice. Yeah. Like, like that's just not there's no doubt. Yeah. The the they have this entire like like if a lot of people are big fans of like minimalism, but the 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 general style at McAdoo's is maximalism, which I know you are sure. a huge fan of. No, you're not. A, you are like if there's one thing I know about you, other than your affinity for beanbags, is that <laughs> you are just like as many different um, various objects that could be located on as many different shelves and or ceilings as possible. I can appreciate maximalism done well, but it's not for me in my personal space. Okay. For okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. So but it doesn't stress you out to go. There. No, it doesn't stress me out to go there. There's like, yeah, it's, it's their vibe is very much like as many random things on the walls as you can think of. Um, like all over the place. It's the idea, and that sort of like pervades the entire style of the restaurant. Like the menu is like six, in it's like one sheet front and back, but it's like, like a 20 inch menu, you know, it's massive. Yes. There, I think there's like, like 50 different like subs yeah. that you can order. Um, and I've, if you're, if you're having a hard time imagining it, I've always felt like it's a very localized <coughs> version of like possibly like a hard rock cafe or a planet Hollywood. If you've ever gone to either of yeah. those, like where, you know, they might have, um, on the wall, like, you know, if you go to like a planet Hollywood, they might have like, you know, Elvis's yeah. famous white leather jacket or yeah. something like that here. They would probably have like something in that same vein, but like a less, a, a less prestigious version the, of it. You know what though? I hadn't, I never, I don't think I really picked up on it, but the one we went to was like the Tanglewood one this past weekend. And right at the front, they do have like, I think like a, like a verified Elton John, jacket like on a oh, mannequin. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay. oh, that's pretty cool that they have this. I mean, it's been there since I was six, but, you know, it looks <laughs> right. a little faded. Right, But uh, right, right. it's there. They've got it. That's the thing. I don't think they've moved or cleaned anything on the walls in forever. Anyway, so this is, this is McAdoo's. It's like, a, it's been this weird restaurant that has been around my life for a very long time that, you, you know, you went there when you were kids. I remember going there in high school with my buddies after soccer games. Yep. I remember going, like, I, one of my roommates in college, he was like, uh, he was like a last minute sub in on the roommates and he do, he knew something to do every single night of the week. And this was like how we bonded every night. He'd just be like, hey, any, John, you want to go do this thing? And I'd be like, 
sure, Chris, let's go. And, <laughs> you know, we'd end up all over the place, but he always did like some deal. So uh, he like introduced me to like the Monday night wing night at McAdoo's, which is also like dollar pitcher night and also like half price Hindenburg's, which the Hindenburg is a, a you know, a blimp sized sandwich. It is massive. It's you can awesome. hardly finish it with four people. It's good. It's good. Yeah. And it's great for college students because one half price Hindenburg one, you're already going to be splitting it anyway. So it's more like quarter price Hindenburg. And then you've got sandwiches for the whole week. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Because like, you're bringing like it home. Two dollars for at least three sandwiches. Yeah, per, yeah. like for you. Yeah, it's fantastic. So anyway, that said, here like I want to say about like five years ago, but because it was before Luke was born, I had a very negative experience at the McAdoo's. No way. I know. Yeah, we were. It was again. It was a post church trip, and it was at the same location at Tanglewood. Man, we were there as like a group of like eight or ten of us. I mean, we sat there for over ninety minutes. No food at all. No one had anything but waters. Ninety minutes in. It was like we put the orders in. There wasn't even like a, a complimentary basket of chips or something they could give right, us. You right, know? right, right, yeah. And everyone yeah, yeah. was just like, what is going on? And then it wasn't it wasn't like busy. We were like the only people there. It was like, what is going on? I know. <coughs> this is this is like that situation where it's like your like your ticket got lost. Is is, yeah. is almost certainly it seems like what happened. Like it's it's not the issue that they were like waiting for, you know, tater tots to come out of the fryer yeah. or something like that, you know, like in, in a situation where it's like, oh man, like everything would be ready except it's being held up by this one thing that, uh, you know, like takes a while or people don't order that often and we don't have them on hand or someone yeah. had to go to the store and buy more ranch dressing. Yeah. You know, or something like that. It's something like, like that. Your yeah. ticket literally like fell in between the cracks and, and it was like, it was taking forever because nobody was working on it at all. Yeah. No one was working on it, but it was like 10 people. It was like, you know, it was 10 people's orders in that way. You oh, know? wow. Yeah. yeah the whole table had had nothing right so yeah, uh anyway like literally the whole table stood up and left and uh that was the last time i went to that mcadoo's before this weekend like me and beth no just like way. we were just like that was such a bad experience like we just swore it off and we're like we're not going back like forget it but the statute of limitations had ran it, out like it zero. seemed like yeah the statute of limitations had run out we were talking about it. she was like what do you think about going to mcadoo's and i was like Boy, I don't know the last time we went, it took so long. But I was like, that was like uh, over five years ago. They've probably changed the staff since then, right? Uh, Jay, like, I, they yeah. probably changed the staff since you were there on Sunday. Uh, they probably <laughs> have because that this is the no matter who you ask about McAdoo's, they'll say one thing like the food is good. Try the wings. They're great. Get the Hindenburg. The service is terrible. Like, I don't know, maybe some, sometimes it's better than others, depending on the location, but the running theme at every McAdoo's I've ever been to is it's slow. Well, yes, it's slow. And again, it's, it's, it's this like super massive menu. This is like one of those, like neither of, well, you sort of have worked in the restaurant industry. Yeah, worked I worked at, at the Panera, Panera Bread. Yeah, you get it. You which get incidentally it. is right across the street from this McAdoo's. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. In case you're in the area. Yeah. Um, don't go to Definitely don't go to the Panera. Boy, I'm talking about places that have gone downhill. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Strong opinions about weak things. I could Um, go on, but we'll continue about McAdoo's for now. Right. No, well, I mean, it's hilarious because I feel like as we're even explaining it, like, I feel like everything kind of makes sense when it comes to it. It's like huge menu, tons of things, lots of turnover, usually like a college aged staff. Yeah, like they're trying to staff, yeah, like young people at like minimum wage and stuff. It seems like. Right. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely trying to capitalize on those folks who can work flexible hours for a low wage yeah, type thing. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, we decided to go back this past weekend and uh, and it, it was nice because like mo- for the most part, I do enjoy the food there and it is good. And they sat us down. They didn't have kids menus right out of the gate. And I was like, oh man, 
We're off to a bad just, start. Uh, great. Off to great. a bad start. Yeah, I had to immediately also go change someone's diaper. There wasn't a changing table in the men's room, which I felt like this is weird. This has never happened to me before. I yeah. have actually found that to be uh, like a like a mild frustration. Is yeah. is like you know there there are plenty of instances where like I will like be like yeah let me go do that real quick you know like I'll I'll, I'll run over and, and you get in there and you're like. Well, now, see, now I'm going to have to go and ask Alice to do it because there's nowhere clean yeah. for me to change yeah. Addie's sniper. And it's like, that's, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. so that was frustrating. And it like on it like it's weird that, yeah, you've encountered this at other places. Yeah. I happened to well. be this past weekend. Yes. As well. Like yeah. what is going on? It feels like an uh, it feels like minor. It feels it's, it feels like this tiny layer of like sexism against everyone. Yeah, like, you right, know, it's right, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't think I would change my kid's diaper, or like you expect my wife to always do it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it really, <laughs> it, it, it does feels bad in both directions. Right. It's like it's like just fix this problem. Just fix it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fix the koala plastic thing. Exactly. To the wall. Yeah. Like, come on, like it, it cannot be that expensive. Yeah. Maybe Get maybe what we should do. This should be like our new undercover mission. Is we should just find like a dump truck full of those plastic things somewhere, like you know, like a shipping container. Full, yeah. And then like the like what we'll do is we'll just like covertly go into establishments where there isn't one and just install one. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, when did this get in here? It's like, it doesn't matter. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, is this vandalism? Yeah. It's helpful. Right. <laughs> do you, do you remember like reverse graffiti as a thing? Yeah, is reverse is that the process of <clears throat> painting, like hiring graffiti artists to paint graffiti so that other graffiti artists won't, paint no like, no okay, okay. reverse graffiti is do is using a pressure washer to create art on a dirty wall oh so you have effectively cleaned the wall but in a way that is like visually like, stunning. visually like uh it, the same as graffiti but instead of vandalizing it you're cleaning it so it's like did you do anything wrong i was just pressure washing i cleaned uh, i cleaned like a pub- specific portion of the wall public service if public you ask s- me. exactly right. so yeah anyway eventually though we uh we get the <laughs> We're gonna. This is the longest story ever. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we're, being, is, we're all over the place. Right. We've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been everywhere. Um. We're we're sitting there. The kids are doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. They have like little coloring sheets. They're all enjoying that. Um. All of them independently picked out different items off the kids menu, which was nice. That is like, cool. Yeah. A lot of time in our previous experience at restaurants, it's been like, okay, the kids menu, yeah, grilled cheese, chicken nuggets, or you know, what chicken tenders, hot dog, and it is, you're trying an answer out of them, and they won't literally say anything. You're like, all right, everyone's getting chicken tenders. Let's, get, you know, right, right, right yeah. Right, yes. But like, you asked, told all of them the options, and they all independently picked different things. So that was cool. Well, I'll yeah, I'll also say, growing up, it was almost like I feel like you being the oldest were almost like the person person who could then set the example for the rest of the table it's like spaghetti yeah i'll get spaghetti too yeah I'll get spaghetti. Do that. It, do it's that. gotta be safe if jay's getting it yeah so that was good um nick yeah uh, he got a he got a hot the kids menu items were massive nick got a hot dog i was like that is that is not a kid's hot dog it is huge that is hilarious but, and he has this funny way of eating them he does this at home too where he'll pick up he really wants to pick up the bread like as part of the hot dog eating experience, but he does not eat the bread. He just like, <laughs> he'll hold on to the bread, but then only eat the meat. And so by the end, he just sort of like has mutilated the bun, uh, which quickly happened. So I had to like makeshift a bun out of the remaining bun, which totally worked. There is an incredibly <laughs> ideal ratio of bun to hot dog that needs to be like abided by. Yeah. Like I will absolutely occasionally eat a hot dog where it's like, there's so much bottom bun that I will not eat the bottom bit. And then there ends up being like a strip of bread leftover yeah yes. it's like this was too much bread yeah like, you can you can just rip a hot dog in half 
press the hot dog into one half of the bun, and that is enough bread. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here first. You heard it here. Hot dog I, hacks, you I'm, know. I'm not going to lie to you. I love... <laughs> A good hot dog, but it does what the story you're telling me of right now. I can't I can't not deviate the story again because we had an intern who worked with us once upon a time. Uh, her name was Callie, and she was it, it was and is probably one of the most fashionable people that like I know. Yeah, she's like she has uh what what the the youth might call an aesthetic. Yeah, you know, like she's like she's like like so good at like ha- like having the look that is specific to her and i it's like it is specific to her and i feel like not even other people it's like i don't even yeah. look at her and think like oh you're following the trends it's like no you are you are like creating your own trend right you are you are a pathfinder you're there uh and it was very cool very awesome and but we i remember we went to lunch with her and it was like one of these situations where we're all like going around the table ordering our things and i remember she ordered a hot dog with ketchup hot and ketchup. i don't know i don't know if anything ever just like gobsmacked me more than me like hot dog with great there you go great order confidence it's like and it honestly it was like one of those things where i never would have discovered how great the hot dog was at that establishment if not for Callie ordering it first there you because go. I would have just overlooked it. And you wouldn't it was have like, thought you could order it. Now I know. Now I know. Now see you know. Pathfinder. Anyway, yeah. continue. So so there we go. Yeah, yeah. we're watching. Uh, we're we're finishing our meal and we decide like okay, we're gonna get some dessert because the one item on the menu that is also like uh, that is like ex- you I would recommend you get and. Uh, it is. It has been as good as I remember it for my whole life. But it is the. I think it's called the Madison Mud Pie, and it's just a giant brownie sundae. Yeah. And it is like sometimes there's no reason to be complicated about it. Okay. It's like a giant uh, schooner glass. Oh hey, look at yeah. you go. <laughs> you can order beer out of these glasses too, which was fun in our early twenties. But um, we. It's a giant schooner glass. There's a giant brownie at the bottom. It's covered in chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream and hot fudge and whipped cream and cherries. You know, like it is. I mean, it's just classic. It's right down the middle. It is as indulgent as you think it is. And like it, it we they brought it to us with five spoons. And like all, all three kids are like standing on in the booth now, like spoons in hand. And like all five of us are just sort of like diving into it and enjoying it. And I mean, it was like I think it was like a new core memory it was like everyone was like so happy and just like making such a mess but also really getting it and not making it wasn't like oh no this is an embarrassing amount of mess you know and just had hot fudge all over their face stuff it was like it was so fun watching them eat it and just like enjoy everyone like unified and enjoying it too like it's like me and beth are enjoying it just as much as the kids right right. it's super good like i don't know have you ever had it do you know what i'm talking about no i know exactly what you're talking about like and it's it is absolutely like like it's similar to the Hindenburg sandwich, like you couldn't finish it on your own. Yeah, like no, it is you like, cannot it finish is it by yourself. Far too much, but it's it's also like amazing because I feel like it's this. It's like ice cream <sighs> just as a concept is just this like it like authentically good thing. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just like the world became a better place the day they invented ice cream. Yeah, dude, dude what well said. Thanks. Well said. Thanks. You know, no one's ever like you guys want to go to ice cream and it's like, oh gosh, it's like. Are you serious? Certainly someone out there right now was like, I'm not really into sweets. And it's like, well, you know what? You should go and find some good ice cream to enjoy because it is the best. It is. I love a good ice cream. Love a good ice cream. So yeah, that was my that was my overall uh, experience on my return to Ma- to, to McAdoo's. We got the Sunday and I feel like and like as we're doing it, I'm like, this I could I, it felt it felt like like is this like tradition for him? Like are we gonna come here a lot and do this frequently? Like is this gonna be like a family thing? Like go get the the brownie Sunday at McAdoo's? Like this sounds like it was like you could like feel something in the air or something, you know. I love how you started 
this experience basically like having sworn this restaurant off know, from bad service five years ago and end it with basically new core memory. I know. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is going to be, this is I like going in. I was like, this, I, there's no way this place is that different. Like the people would be different, but it'll be the same. And they didn't start out on a good note, but they ended on a slam dunk. And so it was really good. Yeah. Well, I'm so there. excited and yep. I love it. That is that it's it, yeah I, I know what you're talking about like it's it's so fun because it's like it's like the be- it's like the beginning of something that could be like now an integral part of your family's right like, yeah way of like, doing things we go do this you guys want to go to Macadoo's go to Sunday we'll go to Sunday you know yeah it's happened it's, it's happening. happening yeah I love it <laughs> uh, all right yeah transition transition okay so Jay interestingly I feel like you you brought up the idea of like core memories yeah and while we were prepping for today's episode of the pop i i have like continued i've brought this up like i think several weeks ago or in the past couple of weeks in an episode of the pop but like i've had an unusual for me phenomenon that basically Big has deal. been been kind of going on which is I, i've been i've been kind of like referring it referring to it as my brain calm the brain calm the brain calm which basically is like i feel like for most of my life, I would I would almost like argue like I've had too much to say. Like mm. I, I remember going back to like owning the aquarium store from like 2008 to 2012. Yeah. And like <clears throat> we would have certain specific customers who were like regulars who would come in who were like, you know, a chatterbox. Like like if you were to like know someone else who knows them, it'd be like, oh, they're a bit of a chatterbox, right? right you yeah. Know, it's like, like it's like, you know, like they're known for it. And so I remember it be the type of thing like you got to like you you knew the same customer so much that like if their car pulled up, you were sort of like, no, OK, like so much yeah. I was here. Like Mentally I, prep. I know how this is about to go. And I think for, you know, like it always meant like either like, OK, basically they just pulled up. That means I'm probably either like staying late uh, or committing to a, you know, a potentially just long conversation or at some point if it gets busy i'm gonna have to like you know find a way to like sort of interrupt them in order to be like oh hey like let me go let me go help these guys out real quick i'll come right back to you right yeah um and it was always something that i think was like i felt like i was like what what is it about me that like i that like i find these people you know like they yeah i i I end up in this situation quite often yeah you attract them for sure right right yeah well and so like the the conclusion that i ultimately came to is probably just that like I am also probably one of those people. You I have, think. yeah, you, you can, you do say a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that there's the, the absolute, like, willingness to just basically go and, and like immediately have conversation with people and like, you know, just like, I, I feel like I, it's always one of these things where it's like, you know, I'll walk up to somebody on the street and it's almost like there's the ability to talk about like, <clears throat> oh, like the weather, where you headed, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, I feel like I've always been very okay with just like, very casual interaction with somebody and just being like, let's talk about something real. Like, like we're passing each other in the mall. Why don't we talk about life? You know, right, or yeah. something like that. And so I think, I think basically like that's, that's sort of like what I had realized about myself is that like, okay, like maybe I'm a bit of a talker. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this thing that like, that seems to be like happening to me lately is sort of like, it's, it's like causing like some version of like pause in myself because there, there's this like like what's happening that this thing that's always been true about me like is is like potentially not 
mm-hmm. currently true about me. Like, so I've, I've even, um, I've thought back about like, you know, the, the types of conversations we've talked about the types of conversations that I've had. Like, I think if you've listened to the pop, you know, I can't help but be like very like introspective about these types of things. Uh, and so like, even, you know, I kind of keep digging deeper. Um, like, uh, after having my, my aquarium store, I remember for like the first few years out of college, um, you know, I was working very closely with like a good, a good friend of mine. And like, we were like in the car all the time, you know, like six, seven hours a day driving around and like maintaining all of these aquariums and stuff. Right. And so like one of the very common questions that I would like find myself gravitating towards is always just like, what are you thinking about? Yeah. And what are you thinking about right now? Where's your mind wandered? Yeah. Like, where, 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 yeah. Where, where, where are you at? Like, I can see, I can see, like, we haven't, nobody said anything for like, you know, two or three minutes or whatever. It's like, a, there's, there's been too much silence. So right. like, it, it doesn't matter that you haven't reached a point where whatever <clears throat> thought you're thinking about is worth bringing up out yeah. loud. Yeah. It's almost like, let's just, let's just go ahead and force it. And whatever you're thinking about right now, let's talk about that because that's good enough. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's better than it just being otherwise quiet silent in the car um and i'll even do this with alice like absolutely to this day as of yesterday Uh you know potentially asked her this question for like sitting on the couch at night and just like you know on our phones or just like sitting quietly or whatever like you know i'll I'll sort of like set the phone down look up at her and be like what are you thinking about right now and it's just like let's talk about that (laughs) surely there's a discussion something we could be working on something we could we could learn more about one another or something um but so this guy that i would work with at this period of time it was so it was so amazing to me because at any point in time i would have like 15 things going on inside of my head you know like i was i was like working on like oh like you know that that client we just we just left like i wonder what we're going to do about blah 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 or like oh man there's like a pitch i need to do or like you know i really need to go and get like my car inspected or like i don't know you know it's just like like a bunch of stuff rattling around up there all over the place yeah what am i doing with this this weekend with my friends do i have any homework do whatever yeah how do we solve world hunger that was probably in there as well. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. may as well work on that. May as well. I mean, Feels some, like your responsibility. Well, someone should, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but uh, the thing that he would always say is nothing. And it's like, it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like you're, how, you're thinking about, you're actively thinking about nothing. Sounds like actively not thinking. Actively not thinking. Or passively not thinking, maybe. <laughs> or maybe aggressively, literally thinking about the concept of nothingness. Well, that could be it. Yeah. But, was that ever it? No, that was never yeah, it. Okay. Because <laughs> if anything, that would be something. <clears throat> that would be. That yeah. would be something. That'd be something <clears throat> worth discussing. So anyway, um, I feel like like I could never I could never really figure out like how someone thinks about nothing or like what it would even feel like in your brain to not have anything like that you're actively like chewing on that you're working on that you're mm-hmm. like wondering about that you're that you're curious or 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 whatever like what what do you discuss do you ever like do you have this one way or another like yeah totally sometimes i feel like i can just i'll just completely zone out or i won't really be thinking about necessarily anything right in particular um, yeah, yeah this I almost say like sometimes I feel like I almost like crave it a little bit because there's like especially like with the kids running around it's like there's there's always something occupying my mind and that I have to be focusing on literally right in front of me or pulling on my shirt or whatever and it's like I like yeah I would just like to just <sighs> nothing <laughs> no yeah no, just just a quiet calm yeah yeah beth and i were both like awake uh uh, miraculously before both all of the kids um 
yesterday morning and we were just sitting there on the couch like drinking our coffee no like not really doing anything at all and i was just like man it's so quiet it's so nice (laughs) that is really nice that is really nice and i will say absolutely that (laughs) like there there have been moments um I would say that they do feel few and far between, like, like where the dogs are calm, where Addie's down, where like the house is just like at rest. And it's like, like I'll be like sitting in like the chair, which I, we got this rocking chair um, for Allie to nurse uh, when Addie was born. And yeah. it was kind of one of these things where like it's sort of in the middle of the like room and like in the way and stuff like that. But I've like absolutely fallen in love with this chair. It's like yeah. no better place to go and think about nothing. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, as I'm, I'm as I'm <coughs> learning, apparently. Yeah. To go and think about <laughs> nothing. Um, but the difficulty is that sort of like having this gift of gab for a long time or, or, or potentially even just being like a chatterbox is that I have very recently found not only is it like I don't have these like ideas or whatever that are like roll like rolling around the back of my mind but also like my small talk so like you know we're we're in January now depending on like when you're listening to this in the future potentially but like uh coming out of like the holidays for example we just spent like an enormous amount of time around various like extended family members our own family like whatever like aunts uncles like you know all the various people that like you don't normally get that much communication with and it's like i'm like man my my ability to small talk is also like just absolutely like wilting away because i think the same thing is is partially happening where it's like i don't have like any like idea that's like rolling around in the back of my mind anymore and so like i don't it's not like I, and and this is what I also discovered. It's like, it must've been the case that I was gravitating conversations towards whatever topic was in the back of my mind. Sure. More than I even realized, like, like consciously, Yeah, I guess. So anyway, as I'm getting ready to like come and sit down for today's pop, I was like, I'm just going to start like letting my brain dump thoughts onto a page and sort of see like, if I can like follow any like progression as to like where or why or how <laughs> I, I kind of feel like, um, this is going. Um, and th- this is maybe potentially the conclusion I started coming to. Wait, I'm going to read it because I almost feel like I might, I may have typed it better than I can just like reiterate. Right. It. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, so it was sometimes it feels like everyone's life path has deviated far enough away from the common shared path that maybe certain topics are considerably less relatable because people aren't dealing with the same problems uh, and the problems they are dealing with are very specific to their situations. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. So it's like for a long period of time in life, if you, if you want to take that like very like wordy group of sentences or whatever and, and try to like distill it out, it's like as you're growing up and going through like your middle school, high school years, it's like most of the people you're around are like in the same classes with you. Right. They potentially <clears throat> do sports with you. You potentially are like dating people in similar friend groups or like everyone you know knows all of the same people you know and spends their day doing all the same things exactly yeah so there's like the the big like shared experience is there and then even beyond (coughs) that it's like you exit and you know a whole bunch of people kind of like dissipate and go to colleges and like they're all going to different colleges for different reasons but you're all still going like in, in a manner of speak from your high school days to whatever your post high school days might be. Yeah. And, th- and that could even just be going to, you know, to college, community college, working, uh, you know, apprenticeship gap year, like whatever the case may yeah. be, but you're all still in this like pivotal stage of life. So even then when you run into somebody, it's like, Oh yeah. Like, Hey, how's 
University of Richmond. Like, what's that? Yeah. What's that like? Exactly. You know, and like you could still talk about like that shared experience. And then even beyond that, I feel like you've got, um, you know, like exiting college and entering like true young adulthood, if you will, where like potentially you're finding your person or getting engaged or having kids or buying a house or like starting your first like big kid job or whatever. Yeah. And so again, you know, it's like, these are all things where it's like we could be doing them in completely different ways with completely different approaches and strategies and reasons and like all the rest. But like on the whole, it's like a lot of the story beats are like generally kind of similarly the same. Yeah. Like it becomes a little more diluted at each stage yes. where it's just like, yeah, you're sort of in the same phase of life, but your day to day doesn't look nearly as like identical to the you know 400 other people in your graduating class where more or less you all have the same day every day right 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 so yeah at at this point in time it feels like um things have definitely like yeah they've they've branched far enough that it can be a bit more of a challenge off the cuff when you run into somebody to like even know what the common ground is still is Mm -hmm. you know it's like i can't i can't run into like you know ryan from 11th grade and ask him about like algebra homework right you know like it's like well we're we're pretty far from that it's like at this point Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't even know what's i don't even know what's going on popcorn culture is supported by arena club okay so you guys know that i love trading card games and that me and ben are big time collectors of pokemon cards you know it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth and like even in our office we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but something i did not know existed when i was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. 
In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. But so one of the other things that uh, I would say that I would pair with this is that like not only have we gotten like a little bit further away, but like forever I would tell Alice that like I was like a learning robot. Uh, and this is how, like, I, I would say that, like, if I had found any, like, success socially, it always came down to being this, like, and it's the term I've always used. I'm a learning robot. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, very, uh, like, binary-driven categorization of how to interact with other people. Yeah, even as, like, you're describing, like, the ways in which you would try to communicate with someone and, like, oh, is that, like, your typical approach? Like, like the way you're saying it is, like, as if, like, this is the obvious way all people communicate with other people. And I'm like, oh, that's not even, like, well, this, you know. That's interesting, <laughs> yeah. too, to know. And and the thing is, is that, like, I would say for most of my life, and this is this is kind of the, the part I'm going to get to next, is that, like, when I would run into somebody, it, it wasn't like I was thinking through, like, oh, hey, okay, this person, they went to this school, we both went to like whatever, I can ask about that, and that is a shared experience, so this will work. Like, my brain probably subconsciously was doing that mental arithmetic, like, weighing all of, like, the social ins and outs that, Mm -hmm. like, ultimately led me to asking, like, hey, how's school? Right. Um, But it was not like a, it was not like a conscious decision, it's just what my mind would prompt me with. Sure. And so that's, that's the next piece piece of it. So, uh, my, here's my, here's my technical wordy definition of what I refer to myself as having or, or being a learning robot. It's the compounding knowledge about social interactions that is semi rooted in binary analysis of the world and its turnings. Um, 
So like basically it would be something like this is okay or this is not okay or this is good, this is bad. Do this, don't do this. Um, but like, you know, as you would move forward in life and gaining new experiences, the flow chart would become incredibly elaborate and it's not like it's got a foundation in ones and zeros but like ultimately it's like fine shades of color if that makes sense does that make sense i i think so there was a lot of words in that sentence yeah i know i know yeah Yeah, we'll have to back up and and figure out how (laughs) to uh figure out how to i don't know get how to make it clear um hang on (laughs) all right okay so the, the idea, though, is that like in my mind, as I was having all these life experiences, so starting like, you know, in preschool at the very beginning mm. of of like what it was like to engage with other people. The idea was that like all of these like do this or don't do this or like say this and get a positive reaction. And if you say this, like maybe it's a negative reaction or whatever, like all of that foundation, like the framework that I feel like my brain built as time went on and the way that I was interacting with others, uh, was all very like organic, like every single interaction. Like I was, I was like first person, you know, going, walking away from a conversation and being like, wow, I really stepped in it. And it was like, okay, so that was a bad thing. Like I shouldn't try to approach a topic from this way sure or like maybe it was too direct or maybe like you need to be more subtle or maybe you need to be more patient with the person or like allow them the opportunity to like bring up the thing first yeah so i i think that this was like really helpful for me because it was almost like you were learning all of these like social interaction lessons in in just a truly like hands-on way like real world actual experience yeah um and so one of the things that i feel like uh has has sort of happened is that like in the past probably like 10 years social policy has started to like accelerate in a way like where more and more rules external to like my own personal experience have like been defined and so frequently like i've come to know like oh like this is not like an acceptable way to like discuss this particular topic or like right this particular term might be like bad you know right like like i it sounds like you're are you talking about like social media has like accelerated the way in which like people can communicate and define rules about various topics. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- yep. And absolutely. It fe- yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean where sometimes it's just like, yeah, there will be like, Oh, this, this topic has taken on a life of its own in this direction, but I wasn't anywhere near that road. And now it's like, now they built like 300 miles of highway down there. And like, yes. I've never driven down that road. And all of a sudden I'm like, but apparently, but it's very well established. The infrastructure is nice. People know all the things about it, but like, I, I don't know anything about it. Right. I didn't even, I didn't even get a notification in my newsfeed that they were building this road. Right. And now suddenly I, but now suddenly I'm expected to know this road. And, but instead of one road, it's like 10,000 roads. Yeah. It's, it's like its own, like, you know, like network of veins that like might go off from, from the same thing. So the way I, I sort of described it is like, you know, it's almost like my all of the social interactions I've had in my life are in this like very neatly categorized like library of information that like all came from these like, you know, 
very real experiences and memories and they're like rich in detail and understanding and like I can go back to like specific moments like with with someone and know how and why something like went well or poorly or or the rest and it's almost like what's happened lately is like a stack of like manuals as to like how to socially interact has been like dropped on the desk in this library and it's like I know they're all there and I've read the backs of every single one of them. So like, mm-hmm. I know like the, the basic inscription, the high points, like whatever, but I don't know like the subtleties of them. Yeah. But like, this is like a, like, but is, is the point of conversation to simply adhere to the manual? Well, you I, know? Th- I, I like, think that comes down to, I think it's a like really like, good, yeah. I, think it, I think it's a really good question. I think it, it comes down to absolute, like this, this is where I feel like as I've gotten older also, it's like, it's a level of trust with the people in your life as to how much you're willing to like allow those conversations to be a bit more candid in nature where it's like, it's like, I legitimately don't know if I understand this manual. Like I'm going to hold it up. I'm going to tell you, like, I don't know if I actually get it. And, but I think it's like, I need to be willing to like trust the people around me enough to even like acknowledge that that could be true in the first place Mm -hmm. you know otherwise (laughs) it's just like strictly adhere to the manual of information itself Mm -hmm. if if that makes sense like do you and i think probably what was the case before was that like i generally just trusted that like everyone knew all the time that like that i wasn't out there like trying to like you know uh cause negativity in the world or something like yeah. that. If, if that would be a good way to No, I still operate like that. Okay. Well, but I mean, like, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like my assumption is that people will give you the benefit of the doubt. And I feel like the real, like the, maybe, maybe the, the manual, if you want to say that I've read is just like to generally be aware of when you might be approaching something that c- could be misconstrued and just sort of like, Put put up like a like a a, a he, like hedge that conversation right some but like I I I don't think for the most part people like think you're trying they think I'm trying to be like rude or step in it or like slam people down or something and it's like and honestly if people like I think my my gut reaction if like someone isn't really giving me the benefit of the doubt then it's like well then I don't approve of your approach. Like to, to life at all like to like the social interaction yeah it's in the like first place. it's like i might be making a mistake but you're like you know um uh abuse of the moral high ground is worse than my mistake sure you know yeah um, yeah and, and <clears throat> i do i yeah like i i absolutely understand like that that like that that sentiment and everything yeah um but i mean i think uh, the like the underlying point of it i think for me was like as i was like trying to like backpedal all of these things it was like i think that was part of what ultimately like brought me to where where i felt like i was finding myself like today so like this this was like sort of like me trying to like peel back the layers of the onion to be like well like why is it that like you know like maybe i'm a bit more like cautious to be open or like maybe like a little bit more guarded or like a little bit more like worried or like apprehensive about like you know how how a conversation could like potentially go and and it's like i think what i'm finding is that like as a result i'm just i am like becoming more quiet Mm -hmm. um but i also don't find that i'm having like any like major qualms with it i'm just like able to also recognize like yeah i 
Like there, it's either that I have <clears throat> less to say or I feel like less qualified to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's even potentially like I feel like I've experienced this particular like I don't like I don't want to use like the the word I'm going to use the word issue here in in your like um contemplation of the world before right it's like like oh i i feel like the act of feeling unqualified to weigh in on something whereas like i i think the hurdle the wall you've built is that you have to be qualified to talk about something and it's like i think that that is the like the belief in front of you that like is holding you back and like i don't i just don't think you i think you can tear that wall down and you're still okay. Right, right. Well, and, and I mean, that's uh, like to like the the only way I can best respond to it is that like like you've you've had discussions with me, you like, you know, we've we've talked here a lot on the pop and stuff about like, you know, like I don't know, like a philosophical approach to society or whatever the case may be. And it's like I think frequently I can like see people's like guards go up about it yeah or almost like they feel like they're being like lured into a trap of a conversation or something themselves and so maybe that's a piece of it as well it's it's i mean it goes back to that trust thing it's like i feel like there's like a higher level of trust needed in order to have like a genuine and proper like piece of communication about something that could be on the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and like maybe that is where there's like even some some layers of like subtlety or differentiation as to like where I used to be able to just run into anybody on the street and be able to like strike up a conversation about just literally anything. It's like now when I run into that person on the street, not only do I not know where they are in life or whatever, it's like, I don't even know where to begin the conversation. I also don't want to use the springboard, which is just like whatever is like going on in the back of my mind. Well, let me ask you this in your situation where you're running into people on the street and striking up conversations. Did you want to have these conversations or were you just finding yourself into them? Well, and that's a very good question as well, because, because I, like, let me like, like for me, like I don't, I don't want to like, like if I run into someone on the street, like I don't want that interaction to last more than like a minute, you okay. know, like I want to like, you know, I, I, the, to me it is, a, it is a problem now. Like, oh, now I'm stuck talking to this person. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to keep moving. You know, sure. Okay. Or, or what? You know, not necessarily on the street, but just in general. No, and and you know. I get that completely. Like, uh, yeah, like I I think I'm saying it like as if you run into somebody somebody on the street. But this might literally be like, I am now at dinner with someone who I haven't seen for a while, yeah. and like there is like the the social convention that is like having a conversation while you're sitting there and realizing that like I'm less sure about what to say or how to say it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would probably be like I'm trying to use it as like a like an impromptu reason to discuss. Yeah, um, is is potentially what it comes down to. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, the the uh, like I said. I mean, I was just trying to peel back the layers of the onion as to like what like what what and why and how and and why is this happening? Right. Well, I suspect that a large part of it might also just be that you know you're at a stage in your life where. Um, you spend a lot more time like at home with your family and interacting with a large number of people, like a lot less. Yes. You know, like um, it, it doesn't feel like that different, um, you know, maybe from, you know, your, uh, late twenties, mid twenties or whatever. But like, when I think back on it, it's like, yeah, you know what? During that time, there was a lot of time when, you know, on any given evening, I might just like text my friends and say like, do you want to go to like a restaurant and just meet up? Or do you want to go do this thing? Or you know, do you want to do this? And it's like, I don't do that almost ever. You know, like my, like my social life is, is 
very has to be oh, by ne- by necessity has to be like planned mostly out in advance. You know, a lot of my time is this. It's like either here at work or at home. Sure. And so it's like, I'm just not interacting with the same number of people on a regular basis. And it's just like, that's just sort of the phase at life. I think we're in, you know, where it's like where your family and especially when you have young kids takes like a ton of your focus um, and a lot of your time. And the, the obvious sacrifice that's made is like your, the, the rest of your social life where you're talking, where you're hanging out with lots of your peers all the time. And so where you might have just had tons of opportunity before to have lots of discussions and feel comfortable talking about a lot of things like those opportunities just simply aren't there. And it's not because like necessarily anything about you in particular has changed, but just because the situation in your life has changed where now you have to spend a lot more time at, you know, at home with Addie and with Alice and, you know, otherwise at work with, you know, me and the crew here. Right. Yeah. So like you, you eventually, or you essentially find yourself like, even it's like literally what could just be happening is like, you're just out of practice. Like, yeah. Cause there's, I mean, there is the additional element, which is the fact that like since 2020, there was the, you know, pandemic, which meant that like sort of abruptly you less like were able to go and see lots of people all the time. A lot of like the habits or rituals or behaviors where you would normally go to social situations kind of got like a little bit affected yeah you know for by, sure by that coming out the other end of it uh and then not to mention along that path i also yeah had daddy and so now like my life is just sort of changed in that way as well where it's yeah. like now i have something that's like the center of like my whole universe so um no i mean i, th- I think that like all of those are, are are perfectly reasonable and accurate uh contributing factors to you know where where it is today it's just it, it's just been very interesting because it's like it's been like a very like in my mind it's felt like a very like abrupt and noticeable and visible like shift that like i almost expect that like everybody around me is sort of like n- like seeing and being like huh this is different yeah well i i would say i don't i have not particularly noticed it i mean we were even on a call uh, we've been on several just calls here at work over the past week and there will be times where we're like man ben sure has a lot to say <laughs> Well, there you go. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe it's just in your head. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just in my head. Maybe I will say there head. might be like some saving grace on the reverse end of this, though, where I feel like um, like maybe maybe I get to spend less time with like a large number of friends or something than I used to. But um, sometimes I also find that because I've spent less time around them, like if I end up in a situation where now I have like two or three hours to hang out with somebody, like I actually do have a lot to talk about because I haven't gotten an update from this person in, you know, a month or something. Right. You know, right, whereas yes. like I might have just like, you know, if I saw someone every day, I feel like I'd run out of conversation with them fairly quickly or something. Right. Um, but like, oh yeah, no, it's been several months since I've seen you. So tell me everything. And I can totally fill a couple hours worth of, yeah, worth of, worth conversation. of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. And, um, that, that's another big one too, is like during the past year, I've been off social media so much yeah. that pro- possibly even, I, I think I've underestimated how much my brain had been trained to use, um, like these little prompts, like, you know, somebody, somebody could have been like expecting your child and you could see them like, Oh my gosh, like, how's it going? Like, I saw you guys got home, you know, like, has it been like sleepless nights and stuff like that? You know, it's like, I had like the, like the cues, the setups, like whatever. So like, I knew how like to like, like I have like just enough research 
from being able to observe from afar enough that's going on to be able to like engage in yeah that that like conversation that right otherwise now it's sort of like i need anything give me something new did you get a new job new haircut new car right what's new did see you a new movie yeah <laughs> yeah see any movies what are you watching <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway uh any conversational tips i would i'll appreciate them there you, you know, go send there them, you send go my way what also helps is libations you know that is true Always social great. lubricant social yeah. lubricant yeah. for sure yeah. <laughs> oh man liquid courage yeah probably can't just have that all day every day though that's that's bad <laughs> yeah, it's its own problem that. that's a different problem altogether <laughs> anyway transition transition all right so since that since we got heavy dense yeah thick thick solid mm. two c's did i already say dense yeah yeah okay uh um, now dense with a c we we do have something sort of exciting on the horizon <clears throat> which i'm personally very stoked about which is that uh the your family my family parts of extended family are yeah. all traveling down to disney uh i think from when we're sitting here in like less than 10 days nine days from now potentially yeah this this episode will go live uh the the this friday and so a week from when you are hearing this we will be flying down to disney very exciting stuff very exciting um and it yeah it's like it feels it keeps feeling to me it reminds me a lot of like going down for uh my wedding actually because there were going to be so many there's gonna be so many people there that yeah. like at all times it was like oh who can we do lunch with on that day and who will we like which, which park are you guys gonna be at and all the rest uh so lots of Lots of fun, exciting stuff. Uh, you and I became uh, also like Disney Vacation Club members. Yep. Which we're, I'm very. This will be like our first trip since like joining into this it, like new thing. This new thing, yeah. Something we waffled on for like years, and I was like, let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. just do it. Which is, it's like in case you're unaware of what it is, because it seems like I've thought about it so much that I feel like I'm like, oh, everybody knows what this is, and it seems like I've like I've told some people, and they're like, what is it? And so anyway, it's effectively a timeshare yeah, at Disney. More or less. <laughs> um, and it's like, that's like, it's so funny to me because it's like the idea of a timeshare uh, for for most of my like young adult life is sort of like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it, like, like it doesn't necessarily always have like the most positive. It doesn't. It, it like brings up this feeling of like high pressure situations. Like you are going, like it feels like, like whenever you hear about it, it feels like someone was like you were in a room with someone and they were pitching you hard on it and they had 12 different backup plans and like almost certainly you were getting scammed and you probably weren't going to use it. And like even though they say it's great, it's going to be kind of hard to schedule it around the other people. And right. You know, yes, like yeah. there's like a lot of like, like I, yeah, I've had a lot of like, but then other times I'll have talked to people and I'm like, yeah, my parents have a timeshare down there. We're going we go every summer and it's like, oh. Well, that's cool. Okay. I know. Well. Yeah. It's like it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's too like where like the, there's this like idea of like the, uh, the dream <coughs> of having like a vacation home or something uh-huh. like that. And like, I don't know if it felt like this was like a short step to that conclusion. Um, but either which way, like it's one of those things that like I reach, I researched like to death, you know, like I, I, I like built spreadsheets for it and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, I have, I have gotten in deep in Got this, in but deep. Uh, which is even really funny because like for such a huge part of my life, I was like almost like this seems like a bad take, uh, like anti amusement or theme parks. Oh Um, man. No. Interesting. Yeah. Like I think it was always like, I, like I never really liked like the environment or the vibe. Like I always just thought about like your hot, like almost definitely like food poisoning always felt like it was on the table. Like, 
you know, motion sickness. Someone's man. upset or has uh, a headache. Like, you know, this is a bummer of a viewpoint, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Also, and it was it was really interesting because like then you know like when Allie and I started dating, one of the first big trips we went on uh, with the camper was going down to Disney, and obviously like ever since then it's become this thing that's like integral we got married there yeah you know it's a huge part of what we do here at work yeah worked with disney world directly so it was like i think as time went on it was like there is no way it won't be a part of our life right so like now it's it's so crazy to me too because i remember when we went to disney world for the first time as kids and like you know, I, I remember going and thinking like, I'll like, we'll pro like, I'll like, maybe I'll never go back or like maybe once I'll be able to, I'll go with my kids right, or something. Yes, like, like, yeah. You it, know, I mean, cause that's exactly how our childhood was. We went, yeah. we went on one occasion, mom and dad were doing like the half marathon yeah. that they were hosting at the time. And like, mm-hmm. that was the reason, well, I'm sure they were excited to bring us kids to yeah, the parks to as well. Yeah, right. yeah, like I mean that's a that's a big big deal. But like that that was the occasion. That's when we went. That was the only time we had gone until I went back as as an adult. Yeah. Um so definitely like it's it's very interesting, but I also feel like because now I know that like it will be integrated into future plans and stuff, I feel like my my mentality going into this upcoming trip is very different. Yeah. Like I feel like really uh, like at ease about it, like especially knowing when we'll have Addie there and everything um, and that the ability like she's not quite old enough yet to do like a lot of the stuff. And so when we went last year with her, it was a pretty like low key visit where I think like Allie and I pretty much spent most of the time just trying to figure out like how to do it. Right. You know, like, what is it like having a stroller and does that make it harder to get on the bus? And like, how do you do the ride share? And like, you know, all of those. It does make it harder to get on the bus. It does make it harder to get on the bus. That's true. There's no escaping that. There's no escaping it. But I also feel like I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool because it's like we can go down. We Like, it's like there's not as much pressure to go and like have every single second of every single day be as jam packed as humanly possible because you don't know when you get to come back. Right. Yeah, there is. There is a certain amount of that, and I, I, that has been like a, a, a pervasive feeling every time I've ever been to Disney World. Like, let's get in as much as possible at every second of the day. Yes. Like, you know, plan it out. Where are we going to go? Where has the shortest lines right now? You know, what what can we get done? How are we going to use our fast passes? All that's not. They don't have fast passes anymore. Then, oh my gosh, the stupid genie plus thing. <laughs> I hate it so much it is worse worse. i'm gonna predict it right now they're going back they're gonna go back i I can i can definitely like you know drop my tinfoil hat on a little bit like i will say they're like i i don't follow the um like the leadership of the disney company uh like a whole heck of a lot yeah i I don't have a lot of investment i don't Mm. really have a lot to say about like like Bob Chapek or Bob Iger or, or, you know, like any of those conversions. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know how to like speak on the politics of like that particular situation. I will say when I heard that Bob Iger was coming back as like the, the like temporary stand in president, CEO, whatever, I was like, maybe I'll bring fast passes back. Oh, like it was it like, feels <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Can that be fixed? Can like, it be? It feels like, like I'm just going to give him some time. I'm sure he has a million other fires to put out and is a very busy person at all times. Yes. But it does feel like, you know what, you know what everyone really hates is genie plus. And you know what everyone loved was fast passes. And it's just like, 
I bet a ton of infrastructure and money went into building Genie Plus and rolling it out and all that stuff. And it would take a, a lot of moving parts to like just undo it effectively and go back to what you used to be doing. And maybe there's a third better way to do it. I don't know. But man, is Genie Plus the worst. And like, I feel like I feel like they'll get there. They're like, okay, there's a lot to do. There's a whole lot to do, but we can do it. Maybe maybe this there. is like how like the Marvel movies. It's like, man, will Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up in the Spider-Man movie? Because that would be like some pretty crazy cameos. It's like that. It's like they're gonna bring it back. They're gonna yeah. bring it back like like fast passes. It's like Tobey Maguire showing back up on screen. Yeah. It's like yeah. No way. Right. Like look, <laughs> the crowd there, goes wild. There's zero situation. Zero situation where they announce where you see the headline come across that Disney is bringing fast passes back that you're that like it doesn't make Disney stock go up like even though people aren't going to have to pay for Genie Plus anymore it makes like like you I you, I just more people are willing to go. It will be such an exciting announcement. I don't. They they will do it. They yeah, I, I wonder it. if there is if there is anyone out there who is like, honestly, I've adapted to Genie Plus and I prefer it to the fast. No passes. one feels that way. <laughs> no one. It is confusing and really expensive. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. Stupid. It's really I difficult. don't like it. Yeah. Hot take. Not hot. Ta- ben. Okay. Actually, this is it. I put this over here. It seems like a great place <laughs> to close off our conversation. So, okay. For today. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. So, super excited for Disney World. I this we're bringing the kids. I was sure we're gonna have a bazillion stories. Nick and Nate's first trip. It's gonna be amazing. I know. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> How many times has Luke already been? Luke's already been twice somehow. Okay. Because okay. yeah, he went for your wedding, and then one time when Disney World um, wanted us to make videos for them, they. Uh, graciously allowed us to bring uh, Luke and our mom to watch him. So yes. that was really awesome. Thank you, Disney. Um, <clears throat> but this is this will be my my uh, this is my other prediction for the future of the phrase "hot takes." Okay, okay, on. ready? Yep. yep. It is that the phrase "hot take" will be replaced in the near future with "ice cold take." Ice cold take. Ice cold take. It's like, oh, that's an ice cold take. <clears throat> that no, 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 no. It's gonna. That's no? not how it'll be used. Oh, right. Okay. So a wow. hot take would be like this is an unpopular opinion. Right. Right. This not an unpopular opinion, but an uncommon opinion. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Like, like you might you might go into uh, let's see here, like like Avengers Endgame, like hot take. Didn't really like it. Yeah. You know, hot it's take. Like, Phantom Menace, best Star Wars movie. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the reverse of this will be the ice cold take. Okay. Which will be used in a like somewhat ironic sense. Okay. Right. So like if you were to say, if you were to just go like, okay, ice cold, it will be to say, it will be to suggest that something is obvious. Like, 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 ice if, cold an, take. like, if, an, like if a hot take is to say something is to like point out a uncommon opinion an ice cold take would then be to like state the extreme obvious. So like an ice cold take would be that fast passes are better than genie plus. Right. But it'll be used in response to hot take. Okay. Right. So it'll just replace it to state rather than this is my uncommon opinion. It will be used to state that your uncommon opinion is in fact the popular opinion. So like ice cold take, like, yeah, here's my ice cold take. The Phantom Menace is the best star Wars movie. Like it's so obvious like it's not it's of it's not of interest because it's so obvious that the Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars oh, movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see. What yeah, you're, I, I like it. There's like you're replacing. That. Yeah, you're replacing the hot take with the ice cold take. Yeah, I like it. Right, because right now it would mean the opposite, but it'll be used to replace it in the exact same way. 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's how it's going to happen. Just you wait. Ice cold take coming soon to a conversation near you. Wow. You set that up perfectly. Yeah. I'm very impressed. <laughs> it seems like I, I can't imagine saying anything else more clever than that for the rest of the conversation. So we'll go ahead and end it there for this week. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Uh, one of the one of the tiers I could I could highly recommend is our five dollar tier, uh, which gives you access to after the final pop. Yeah. What? It's an extra 15 to 20 minutes each week of Jay and I continuing the conversation or just talking about something we didn't get to in the main episode it's always a hooting and hollering good time actually last week we uploaded a full episode of after the final pop yes we just, did just to the rss feed so if you're on uh itunes or spotify or wherever your pods are cast uh you can actually get like a teaser as to what it would be like to listen to one of those episodes yeah uh, they're a lot of fun so be, be sure to check that out uh otherwise again it's the five dollar tier at patreon.com slash popcorn culture otherwise if you have any feedback for me about today's show you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com i always love seeing your thoughts and responses uh otherwise until next time pop pop When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.